0: Greeting to you this morning in the precious name of Jesus. Anyone ever see that sign before? Just curious. If you travel I 35 north, north of Minneapolis St. Paul, uh, probably about where I 35E and I 35W come together. On the east, northbound, you'll see that. Read the Bible, truth, wisdom, and hope. Caught my eye this week as we traveled north, and I was thinking about what to share this morning. I was thinking about God's Word, and uh, I saw that billboard. It's actually a Christian Aid Ministries billboard, and. Uh, it blessed me. I thought about it, I thought about it, and I thought about, I thought about some more. And actually, uh, one of the things I thought about um, extensively was the word read. You know, that's something I take for granted. Probably all of us here take that, that for granted. We, uh, we are literate. We know how to read. And uh, so I got to thinking about that. I thought, you know, uh, so here's this billboard and it has a powerful message. Read the Bible. And I thought, what percentage of the Minnesotans would not be able to read that sign? Anyone want to know what the illiterate rate of Minnesota is? Well, study I found was back in 2009, and uh, the uh, literacy rate of Minnesota is actually About 96%. Now I'm talking about literacy rate, the ability to read. So that leaves the illiterate rate at about 4%. And that actually is one of the highest in the nation. Tied with, I believe, uh, one of the Dakotas, uh, North Dakota and, and New Hampshire are tied. Those three states are tied with a literate rate of 96%. Now uh, one of the study that I read was, was interesting, the, the study they were doing, they were saying what is the correlation between libraries within the state and literacy? And one of the interesting facts that he discovered was he said Minnesota is actually ranked middle uh, in the middle rank of number of libraries per capita for the state. But yet it ranks highest, high, among the highest of literacy. They said however, they said. Looking at the other statistics, they said Iowa is third in the nation in number of libraries per residence at 5,333 residents per, uh, per library. And they're, I think, near the top of literacy. Uh, South Dakota was number four, they had 5,546 per capita people per library. Uh, North Dakota was number eight, 7,128. Kansas was number 10, so and Wisconsin was number 15. Uh, the uh, number of li- number of the per capita number of residents of Minnesota per library is 14,623 residents, and that puts us in, in ranking uh, about in the middle. So there are some states that are worse. Uh, and they're making correlation between the ability to read and, and library, the availability of reading material. And... Uh, so if everybody on, on National Library Day would decide to go to the library, and even the dispersed in Dodge Center Library, there'd be 14,623 people. Well, they probably wouldn't fit. Uh, I don't know how many you get in Rochester's library; that's quite a bit bigger, has several floors. And I've never been in Minneapolis or Saint Paul's public libraries, but I imagine they're quite a bit bigger. Uh, so it could be possible in some of them, but uh, so I found that rather, rather interesting. Uh, the article goes on and says Minnesota has achieved this number one status of literacy even though a bivarian analysis shows that there is a, a significant correlation across the other 50 states between the number of residents of per library and the adult literacy rate. So they're saying Minnesota is, is kind of unique in the fact that besides being in the middle ranking of, uh, of the uh, availability of libraries they still have a very excellent uh, uh, literacy rate they also go on to say, and I'm just sharing this by way of information, that the Gopher State has an 86.2% graduation rate for the class, freshman class of 2005 and 2006, which was the fourth highest in the country behind three regional neighbors, Wisconsin, Nebraska, and Iowa, according to the National Center for Education Statistics. High school graduation rates are highly correlated to adult literacy rates across the 50 states. Of course, While the availability of public libraries undoubtedly plays a role in shaping education outputs, there are many other factors in play. Quality of teachers, student-teacher ratios, curriculum, funding, student-family unit stability. I thought that was interesting. They included uh, student-family unit stability. So I thought that was uh, something that, uh, as Christians, we would certainly endorse. Uh, There was another thought that I thought was interesting. Uh, Minnesota is one of the few states that actually, I can't lay my eyes on it here, that actually, uh, I think it was in this article, makes available free of charge or at a very, very minimal charge public library access uh, despite uh, some of the other rural states that actually could charge, they said up to $100 for an annual library pass. They say Minnesota uh, makes that available on the uh, local level to rural residents. And, uh, okay, so yes, here, they go far. Also, Minnesota's first state and remains one of the few that mandates library service for all of its citizens. In other states, if you live in a rural area with only a city library nearby, you may pay $100 plus per year if you want a library card. In Minnesota, the county funds you and everyone else's library access. So, I was reading that article. I, I thought it was interesting in, re- in relation to the idea of reading. And uh, particularly as we think of reading God's Word and how important it is in our, our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ and us living the Christian life. And I was reading some of the comments about that article, and then one, just quoting one article that I thought one person responding said, uh, Perhaps cold weather leads to <laughs> Uh I suppose there'll be a study on that one next time. I don't know. Uh, well, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. It's too cold to do anything outside, so we, we pass our winter hours by reading. Uh, But uh, anyway, reading God's word, reading the Bible, truth, wisdom, and hope. Johnny Miller, and I don't know if you remember him saying that when he was here and did the billboard presentation. That is a statement. Read the Bible, and it's implying that that's our source, our connection to truth, wisdom, and hope. I don't know if you remember this, uh, but he said that actually billboards that have questions probably generate more Response than billboards that have statements. Now it's a statement. I was tempted to call them. I didn't take the time to call them to see what kind of response they get from that statement. Uh, but I, I thought that was interesting. There is they have about nine. CEM has about nine billboards in Minnesota, basically along the interstate corridors. Uh, they have 727 nationwide, reaching eight between eight and ten million people, reminding them about God. And uh, their accountability to him and uh, their relationship to him. Very, very powerful ministry, I believe. They source or they, uh, they field about 290 calls daily. And uh, they've actually, using statistics, they say the average American spends 50 minutes daily commuting to and from work. And uh, their vision is to make people stop and think about God and their relationship with him and also eternity. I'm just wondering, how many of you would rank reading as your number one relaxing resource? How many of you would rank reading as your number one relaxing resource? Well, probably about a third, maybe half. Okay. Uh, Reading is a good pass-by. I probably don't read as much as I should. But uh, it's certainly a way to, uh, you know, uh, broaden your mind and... uh, it's a uh, especially when we think of reading God's word, it's something we cannot minimize. I thought in the scripture, I thought about in the Bible, of a number of, of different experiences of reading God's word. And I thought about the experience in, in the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 1 through 12. And I'll not read these verses uh, in its entirety. But this was... In the children of Israel's experience, after they had come back out of captivity with Babylon. And if you look at verse Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 1, it says, And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate, and they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses which the Lord had commanded to Israel. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women, and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. So that was a special occasion, I believe, for them. They had uh, all came together here. And uh, it says in verse 3, he read therein, before the street. And at the end of the verse 3, it says they were attentive unto the book of the law. This is something that probably hadn't happened for quite a while, where the the law was uh, vocally read to them. And I don't know what size crowd that would have been, but uh, I thought it was interesting, and just I thought about our experience here. You know, this was an outdoor worship service, and it says in verse four they had uh, stood up a pulpit of wood for Ezra to speak from. One of the other translations talks about a tar. So I have no idea. I have an idea it was higher than this pulpit, <laughs> and he had six uh, six other six on one side and seven on the other side. And I don't know exactly what that was like. It says they gave the the uh, understanding of what. Ezra was reading and so I don't know if they was surrounded by people and some were, as Ezra read the law they, they repeated it and so it was, uh, or they were scattered about, uh, you know, around from him but uh, they were willing to uh, stand there in verses 4 it mentions them by name they stood by him and uh, he opened the book in the sight of all the people for he was above all the people when he opened it all the people stood up and uh, showing their reverence to, to the law of God and the word it was a special occasion for them to hear this law vocally being read again how how many times do I take reading God's uh, the Bible God's word for granted and uh, their response was in verse 6 amen amen with lifting up their hands and they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground and uh, one of the other uh, commentators says they, they may have prostrated themselves falling on their faces to the ground now, I don't know how tightly the crowd was together, but that certainly would have taken more space if they did indeed fall prostrate on the ground. Verse 7 talks about the Levites uh, giving them understanding of the law and the people stood in their place. Verse 8, they read in the book of the law uh, of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. It's important that we understand what we're reading. Uh, And that comes to the idea of meditating on God's word. Allowing God's spirit to speak to us as we read the Bible. Verse 9 is a response. It says, "...for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law." And verse 10, "...and uh, then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared." For this, is, this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And then drop down to verse 12. It says, And all the people went their way to eat and to drink and to send portions and to make great mirth, because they had understood the words that were declared unto them. They understood what was required of them. And uh, Ezra and the Levites were telling them, There's, This is a time of rejoicing. And uh, we need to share this joy with those that perhaps don't understand it. And it says about actually sending portions to those that were lacking. And that ties in with our, that would tie in with our Sunday school lesson, I believe. Those that were needy, the strangers in the land. God is asking them to share with them uh, those things. In contrast to that, I thought about another ex- experience of God's word being read. And that's in the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah the prophet. Jeremiah chapter 36. A very, very opposite experience where God's word was read and uh, it involves uh, King Jehoiakim, uh, beginning at verse uh, 20 chapter 36 of Jeremiah and they went into the king into the court but they laid up but they laid up the roll in the chamber of Elishama, the scribe and told all the words in the years of the king So the king sent Jehoiada to fetch the roll, and he took it out of Elisha the scribe's chamber. And Jehoiada read it in the ears of the king and in the ears of all the princes which stood beside the king. Now the king sat in the winter house in the ninth month, and there was a fire on the hearth burning before him. And it came to pass that when Jehoiada had read three or four leaves, he cut it with his penknife and cast it into the fire that was on the hearth until all the roll was consumed in the fire that was on the hearth. Yet they were not afraid, nor rent their garments, neither the king nor any of his servants that heard all of these words. And I'll stop reading there. Quite a contrast experience. Here are people that are hearing God's word read to them. Now, there was one thing that was interesting is that it was not uh, this Jehoiada here fetched the roll, And it seems like maybe uh, his heart was not in the words of the Lord that he was reading. Uh, That's what some of the commentators would have suggested that you know, I believe as we read God's Word, as we, as we share God's Word, it needs to be, first of all, in our hearts if it's going to impact those that hear. And uh, so that was one of the thoughts that were shared with uh, Jehoiada here is the fact that he did not, he shared God's Word vocally, but it was not impacting the, the heart of the king because he himself did not believe it. And he cut it as it was read says, leaf by leaf, he cut it with his penknife and threw God's word, God's law, into the fires as it was consumed. And the unfortunate response was, and then God commanded later on in that chapter there, God commanded Jeremiah, he said, you write it again. You write this law again and, and, and see that the king gets it. And uh, you, know, you think of frustrations and, uh, of sharing God's law. You know, we, we never give up. We keep sharing it. We share it daily. And uh, I also thought of the account... In, uh, in Luke chapter 4 we have Jesus also himself sharing reading the scripture reading the Bible Luke chapter 4 verses 16 through 21 this is Jesus while he was in his, on the earth here in his earthly ministry Luke chapter 4 verse uh, 16 and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as his custom was he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to what? to read. He read the scripture. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and to recover, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And I'll stop reading there. Jesus there, reading the scripture, reading the law, and then giving the understanding of it. How much plainer could he have revealed to them that he was the Messiah? He said, This day are these scriptures fulfilled Also thought of the verses in James, very familiar verses. we referred to them many times. Reading God's word makes us accountable. In James chapter 1, re, uh, begin reading at verse 22. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Then a man among you seem to be religious, and bribeth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion, and undefiled before God, and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world." very powerful scripture of God's Word. The Bible is our mirror for our lives as we read it. Allow God's Spirit to reflect the truth into our hearts and our experiences. What, what am I like? Uh, what, what, what's, God's word, what's God's Word telling me? Uh, verses 25 through verses 27 are a test of our beliefs and values. It uh, talks about uh, our obedience to His law and experiencing the liberty that we can have in Christ Jesus. And, and the blessings we can receive in, in serving Him. And also, what comes out of our mouths. Uh, it talks about uh, the control of our tongue. Uh, he that is appears to be religious, but yet bridleth not his tongue, deceiveth his own heart. This man's religion is vain. Then it talks about pure religion. And it uh, talks about visiting the fatherless and the widows in their affliction. And also keeping ourselves unspotted from the world. Those are all tests of our our beliefs and value systems so this morning in conclusion I thought I would read the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelations and I'd like you to stand no I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Be nothing wrong with that would it absolutely nothing wrong with that how long do you think would it would take to read the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelations at pulpit speed Okay. Okay. That's very close. Actually, uh, my Google quest, uh, Brian. There, he's uh, he's a researcher, uh, linguistics, uh, Bible translator. Uh, my Google notes here says from beginning to the end, seventy hours and forty minutes at pulpit rate. Old Testament, 52 hours and 20 minutes. New Testament, 18 hours and 20 minutes. So, uh, that's very close. Well, I won't do that this morning. I do want to do some reading. It's it's actually one of my memories of Brother Sam Yoder. There's times Brother Sam Yoder would get behind the pulpit and he'd read. Uh, actually not do a lot of commenting. He'd just read passages of Scripture. And, uh, so this morning I want to, uh, uh, read some of the Scripture. And, uh... I want to turn to the uh, Psalms 119. I was wondering how many of you would stick with me and tell you, hey, when you've got to go home. boy well, if, if it 70 hours, that would infringe on our, our, uh, our program for this evening, and that wouldn't be fair. Uh, Psalms 119 takes four hours, or no, I'm sorry, <laughs> before you leave. <laughs> the entire book of songs is that Psalms is estimated to take about four hours and twenty-eight minutes. Psalms one hundred nineteen. I didn't. Uh, I just calculated that out myself. Uh, I think it would take probably about twenty minutes actually if you read every verse. But uh, I'm not going to read every verse. I'm going to read Psalms one hundred nineteen. Actually, Matthew Henry says Psalms one hundred nineteen is actually a uh, a uh, treasure chest of gold. He says. Uh, Uh, It's divided, of course, in 22 sections according to the Hebrew alphabet, which maybe many of you knew of that already. But, uh, you know, he said it's it's, it's a treasure chest of gold. And he said the primary focus is that of the importance of the law in the lives of God's people. And uh, so I'm going to read, I'm going to begin reading at verse 1 of Psalms 119. I'm going to be jumping around. I'll give you, uh, as I go back through, I won't be reading the entire chapter but uh, I will be jumping through and I'll tell you when I'm ready to go to the next section of verses. Psalms 119 verse 1. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect Unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart, when I shall have learned thy righteous judgment. I will keep thy statutes. O forsake me not utterly. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way, by taking heat thereunto, according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. O let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord. Teach me thy statutes with my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways I will delight myself in thy statues I will not forget thy word deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live and keep thy word open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law I am a stranger in the earth hide not thy commandments from me My soul breaketh for the longing that it hath unto thy judgments at all times. Thou hast rebuked the proud, that are cursed, which do err from thy commandments. Remove remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept thy testimonies. Princes also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant did meditate in thy statutes. Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word." I have declared my ways, and thou hurtest me. Teach me thy statutes. Make me to understand the way of thy precepts, so I shall talk of thy wondrous works. My soul melteth for heaviness. Strengthen thou me according unto thy word. Remove from me the way of lying, and grant me thy law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid before me. I have stuck unto thy testimonies, O Lord. Put me not to shame. I will run the way of thy commandments, which thou shalt enlarge when thou shalt enlarge my heart. Dropping down to verse fifty seven. Thou art my portion, O Lord, I have said that I would keep thy words. I entreated thy favor. I entreated thy favor with my whole heart, be merciful unto me according to thy word. I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. The bands of the wicked have robbed me, but I have not forgotten thy law. At midnight I will rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments. I am a companion of all them that fear thee, and of them that keep thy precepts. The earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. Teach me thy statutes. Thou hast dealt well with thy servant, O Lord, according unto thy word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. Before I was afflicted I went astray, but now have I kept thy word. Thou art good, and doest good. Teach me thy statues. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in thy law. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statues. The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. Okay, dropping down to verse 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. They continue this day according to thine ordinances. For all, for all are thy servants, unless thy law had been my delights. I, I should then have perished in mine affliction. I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. I am thine, save me, for I have sought thy precepts. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider thy testimonies. I have seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceedingly broad. O how love I thy law! It is my meditation all the day. Thou through thy commandments hast made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the anci- I understand more than the ancients, because I keep thy precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way, that I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. How sweet are the words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Though thy precepts I- through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Thy thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn and I will perform it, and I will keep thy righteous judgment I am afflicted very much quicken me O Lord according unto thy word except I beseech thee the free will offering of my mouth O Lord and teach me thy judgments my soul was continually in my hand yet do not yet do I not forget thy law the wicked have a, the wicked have laid a snare for me yet I erred not from thy precepts thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever for they are the rejoicing of my heart I have inclined mine heart to perform thy statutes always, even unto the end. Dropping down to verse 137. Righteous art thou, O Lord, and upright are thy judgments. Thy testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. My seal hath consumed me, because mine enemies have forgotten thy words. Thy Thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. I am small and despised. Yet do I not yet do I not I forget thy precepts thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and thy law is the truth trouble and anguish have taken hold on me yet thy commandments are my delight the righteousness of thy testimonies is everlasting give me understanding and I shall live i cried with my whole heart hear me o lord and i will keep thy statutes i cried unto thee save me and i shall keep Thy testimonies, I prevented the dawning of thy mo- I prevented the dawning of the morning, and cried, I hoped in thy word, mine eyes prevent the night watches that I might meditate in thy word. hear my voice according unto thy loving kindness, O Lord, quicken me according to thy judgment. they draw nigh that follow after mischief, they are far from thy law. Thou art near, O Lord, and all thy commandments are truth concerning thy testimonies, I have known of old that thou hast founded them ever consider mine afflictions and deliver me for i do not forget thy law plead my cause and deliver me quicken me according to thy word salvation is far from the wicked for they seek not thy statutes great are thy tender mercies great are thy tender mercies o lord quicken me according to thy judgments many are my persecutors and mine enemies yet do i not decline from thy testimonies i beheld the transgression and was grieved because they kept not thy word Consider how I love thy precepts. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy loving kindness. Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. Dropping down to verse 169. Let my cry come near before thee, O Lord. Give me understanding according to thy word. Let my supplication come before thee. Deliver me according to thy word. My lips shout or praise, even though thou hast taught me thy statutes. My tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteousness. Let thine hand help me, for I have chosen thy precepts. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Let my soul live, and it shall praise thee, and let thy judgments help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. Truth, wisdom, and hope. It's what I need this morning. It's so what I hold out to you from God's Word this morning. I'd like to suggest there is a direct correlation to our love for God's Word and our ability to successfully live the Christian life. How well do I love God's Word? I was, there was another billboard that caught my attention as we were traveling north on I-35. And I don't even remember the name of the... Of the uh, it's, it went something like this. It said... If the entire world slept on this X brand of mattress, it was one of Davy's competitions, I think, competitors. If the entire world slept on this X brand mat- mattress, the world, the entire world, would finally be at peace. Well, if it was that simple, uh, I think we should be lifting offerings for, for mattresses for everybody. But uh, you know, maybe that borders on false advertisement. I don't know. You be the judge of that. But uh, I was blessed by this billboard. I was blessed as I think about God's word and the importance it has in our lives in serving him. So may you be challenged this morning to remember the source of truth, wisdom, and hope. It's what we need in the world today.